everybody. Welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. I am a musician based here in Chicago, Illinois, and I'm also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Uh, music Therapy is a show slash, slash podcast that discusses music, mental health, music careers, uh, the music business, creative process, touring, balancing life and life changes in music, and basically anything else that me and my guests would like to talk about. If you want to know more about the podcast, or if you want to listen to some previous episodes, uh, you can visit my new website that is uh, pretty basic but functional at musictherapypodcast.com. You can also visit jessicarisker.com if you want to learn more about me, my own music, and uh, just get some more general information there too. of my song I See You Among the Stars. You can listen to that on Spotify or anywhere else you enjoy music. Just look up Jessica Risker. Today I'm really excited to be talking with Sam Cantor of Minor Moon. Uh, Sam just released an album and uh, I won't talk too much about it. I'll let him tell us about it. Let me get Sam on here. Hi. How's it going? It's good. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm going to hold my phone because I can't yeah, whatever That's you okay. want to do. Let's see here. Let me try to clear out my screen a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, uh, now we're oriented. We're, our apps are all updated. Um, how how are you feeling? <clears throat> I'm feeling good. I took a run today. It's sunny out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't complain. Just had some mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Life is good. Life is okay. Yeah. Well, let me, let me start off. I, I asked the same question basically to everybody. So the starting question is, can you, so that we can get kind of oriented to who you are and what your life looks like these days, can you share with us what a typical week looks like for you recently? Sure. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my week is spent teaching online music to children um, from like Monday through Thursday and a little bit on Friday. Um, and so a lot of time on zoom with kids aged like four to four to eight, four to nine, um, and some older kids too. And then I spend some time in union meetings on Fridays. So I'm, I'm a part of the old town school teachers organization, which is a union of teaching artists that I've gotten. I've been involved in for sev several years, but have been more involved in, or it's it's become a bigger part of my week um, this year. Uh -huh. And then um, outside of that, like outside of that structured stuff is where I 
spend time writing and recording. And in the past couple of months, it's mostly been promoting music. So um, like in, or in the, in 2020 and like post pandemic, it was like a lot of recording time mm -hmm. on my own recording, mixing, editing, all that stuff. But this, yeah, the past like four or five months has been like mostly um, emails, social media and preparing for those sorts of things and then trying to stay sane by like getting inspired and, and writing and recording a demo here and there. Oh, okay. Do you work? So is your teaching through the old town or is that something that my teaching is uh, like about 30% through old town, 30% through um, a small private school that I teach. Like I'm a general music teacher at and, uh -huh. and then the rest is like just private lessons outside of um, any organization. So between teaching and the work you're doing with the union, how, how many hours a week about are you occupied with those? Um, I used to know the answer to this question. I think it's like, it's, uh, I, should, I should know the answer. Something around, it's like over 20 hours of teaching, probably like 25 or it varies from like 20 to 25 hours of, of teaching. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, on the screen, which is a lot. You said, so, you know, I was, we had checked in before this. Um, there's several things I want to talk to you about. One is definitely your album. Um, and I think maybe I want to build up to that a little bit because sure. that, that actually kind of segues nicely into something you had said, which was that you, before the pandemic started, you said you had been experimenting with maybe finding a different balance between work and music. Did I get that right? Yeah, I mean, like last, I guess like a year ago, almost exactly. And then the, the months before that, I'd had this fall, this album, and I was like, um, I like, a lot of like personal stuff was coming together where I had been like questioning how much I'd like been putting a lot into making music. And I had been like, I just made some real personal decisions that like, this is what I want to prioritize. And so I was ready to like, and I was getting better at like figuring out how to be a musician. It's not like how to be a musician in 2020 or 2021 or 2020, like pre-pandemic, is not like, it's not obvious, I think. You know, it takes like, it looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I was figuring out how that might look for me and what my skills, like what I was best at, what I liked, enjoyed the most. And so I was ready to start like trying to tour more and start like playing guitar in more bands and just being like more available to like be a part of the scene in a bigger way and, and felt like I could support myself at least more than I had been and step away from teaching, like relatively speaking. Mm -hmm. um, it's always going to be a little bit of a dance, I think, but, um, and then, and then everything shut off, you know, the whole, all of that stuff just like suddenly shut off. And so I felt like I had this like personal momentum as well as this external momentum. Um, and then it was just like a whole new world and, um, yeah, so those first, like, that first few months was, like, really feeling trapped 
um, like to teaching and that was like sort of not my healthiest relationship to teaching that I've ever had (laughs) you know yeah because you were ready to go I was ready to like take more of my time I was always saying yes to stuff Mm -hmm. always yes and like um and it just meant I was really spread thin I was doing a lot of recording and a lot of like playing but I was also like I was just burning the candle at like three ends it felt Mm -hmm. like and um so I was ready to like take control of my time a little bit more and um I think that that lessons like still holds true now and like looking towards hopefully a world where things we have more freedom to move around and Mm -hmm. gather um but it would definitely it was not like the sort of straight line that I was starting to like see in the distance back in like you know february of of 2020 yeah did had you taken any concrete steps towards making more room in your life for that side of music not i mean not really no i was really just trying to pour everything i had into everything Uh and like i was like this is unsustainable i need to make some changes and i was like making the internal decisions that like come next fall i'm going to like take steps back from some of my teaching obligations. Fall of 2020, uh, you were thinking. Come fall of 2020, right. So right. how was it, you know, how did you cope with the abruptness of that change and feeling derailed with that last year? Well, I was really lucky. I mean, like, that wasn't my biggest problem. There was, like, the world was changing also. And so, like, <laughs> the job wasn't just to cope with that. I think that's just like the most relevant thing to talk about now, but everyone was coping with like, with so much change. But I guess like one way I did cope was by really pouring myself into the rec- this record, uh-huh. into Tethers. And um, we had recorded like all of the studio stuff or like 90% of the studio stuff before the pandemic, um, all like the full band stuff. And so I had like, and I, and I know my way around like home recording, like, okay, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so I'm able to like track guitar, like acoustic guitar and vocals and stuff. So I was, and some, and some, yeah. So I, I, I spent a long time like tracking vocals and, and rewriting lyrics. And I ended up like, I ended up tracking the vocals for the whole record, like three or four times. Um, because I was like developing, I was like taking so much time to like think about my voice and like how I wanted to deliver things. Uh-huh. And I'd never like, I was always approaching recording as like, how fast can I get what I'm okay with? And I had like a, I had like a perfectionist mindset sometimes, but like it, this was like much more critically minded in a good, in a good way. It was like, I was able to like be more, like I wanted to tell a story with this record and I, mm-hmm. that meant that I didn't have to like emote all the time in, in my voice. I didn't have to like put it into the listener's face. Like all, all the music I like has like elements of like grandiosity, but a lot of it's very understated. And that was something that like, I felt like was missing in like the way I was singing. And then I, and that took me some time to figure out and, um, 
I don't think that that would have happened without like that slowdown. Uh -huh. um, and I think I'm going to carry that lesson with me like forever. And so that's like, I've been changed by that process, which is cool. So when you say that, you know, your approach before was, you know, try to work as quickly as possible to get something that you felt good about, was that due to just the financial pressure of studio time or what, what do you feel was fueling that approach? I think it's just like an eagerness. I'm definitely overstating how like, I was still being like meticulous about it and I was uh -huh. still taking a long time. Um, but, and then what I was, I've been recording vocals outside of the studio forever. Um, I've never, I've never recorded vocals in the studio except for like uh, with other bands, like doing harmonies or something. So, um, so it wasn't about that. It was more just like an eagerness to like move forward. It's like more like about impatience than like about any kind of external restraint, constraint, excuse me. So yeah. And that would, I just like had to be more, I was forced to be more patient about how long this process is going to take. And that really was good for me, though I wish it had happened under, under different circumstances. Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever struggle with, am I overworking something or how do you find the line between, how do you know when something's there? I do struggle with that. I'm definitely someone that like, I mean like with guitar playing and like certain, certain kinds of things, like I've grown more comfortable with um, like capturing like that feeling of something being alive and like something feeling good. And I, I figured out like what, what I, what I like more. And I'm not like, not everything has to be like exactly perfect, but especially with like, with vocals and, and with like certain elements of like mixing and stuff. Like I do, I struggle with like, when is this thing done? And mm -hmm. in general it's done when like, when I can't hear it anymore, uh -huh. you know? And it's like, this feels really good. And I don't know what the heck I'm talking about anymore. Like, I just, I can't even hear the song, you know? And that, like, it's like, there's a certain point where just you have, like, I'm no longer capable of like providing anything good to this recording. And that yeah. probably means it's ready. I don't hate and it, but it's not like, I don't hate it yet. You know, it's like, you can always overwork something to the point of disliking it. And I think like, as soon as I start to feel that feeling, I'm like, I need to either take a break or I like, this is ready. Do you feel happy with your new album? Yeah, I feel really happy. I feel really happy. I like, I think I was at that like breaking point a little bit at a certain point, like almost at the end of mixing. And then like, right when we finished, it felt good. And then that like period before the release, which was a couple months when it was like totally done, mastered and everything, um, a few months, it was like, starting to like second guess it again. And then as soon as it started to come out and I was like, my mind was hearing it with like other people's ears in mind. Yeah. And I felt, I felt really good about what, what we put out, like what, what we delivered. And that was really, that was a really good feeling that I don't think I'll, the day the record, the full record came out a couple of weeks ago, I actually listened to the record, um, like the whole thing from start to finish, like mm -hmm. on a jog. And I just was like, I just felt so good about it. And that, that was a really good feeling. You know, That's to, great. 
and it was it was kind of trippy. It was like I knew these songs like front to back. I'd like pick them apart so much. I'd like thought about cutting like this section. I'd have thought about cutting so much at at certain points or changing so much. And at that point, it was like all out of my hands, and it was like this really freeing, wonderful feeling. That's that's amazing. Um, well, can you tell us about the album? Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you what do you want to know? Like what? Well, it's called what, Tethers. It's called it's called Tethers. It's um, it's a ten song album. Um, that, gosh, I don't uh. I need like I need like a prompt. Okay, there. okay. So I, you know, I worked with you on some uh, video flyers, and it seems to me like there was sort of theme in the artwork that you were supplying for the flyers. I, I was wondering if you know there are themes running through the album, or if there's a concept, or the the content of maybe the lyrics or the feel of the album. What what is that coming for from? For sure, it it's an album that like is. I wrote a lot of it during a really like difficult breakup, like a long, like a long simmering kind of breakup. And, but there was like a lot of other parts of my life that were like um, kind of coming into conflict or like feeling really narrow. And so like I was, I started writing about it and I was like, I was reading some more like, um, fantasy or science fiction stuff or just like um or fiction that just really felt had this like fantastical element to it mm -hmm. and that was really resonating with me more than like realistic re like like realism um and i also and i was having a hard time writing songs that were like really confessional that that mm -hmm. stuff was like felt really i just like didn't want to touch that um and so i started like writing this concept record that was like going to be this character like traveling to these different worlds and seeing like seeing these different planets basically and experiencing these different environments and i wasn't sure exactly what each world was going to do but it was going to end up being this sort of like circular thing where the the narrator comes back and they've sort of found that like nothing has changed and that like it's just this big is this, this big circle okay. and I ended up like I ended up not it didn't ex work exactly like that but it did end up being this sort of interdimensional like journey is at least that's how I like interpret the lyrics myself and it like all this stuff sort of falls back to this emotional experience of kind of breaking with a big part of yourself and learning how to put things back together and forgive yourself um, for experiencing pain and confusion and um, and allow yourself to sort of feel freer, um, but without the sort of sense of like having had this major clear cut epiphany, you know, I mean, like the, the record, it really is about letting go of um, the notion that you will figure it out and but it's like done in this very interdimensional crazy way that um that felt really true 
it sounds like there's sort of an uh, escapist uh, feel to it or when you say I didn't really want to touch how I was feeling or going through directly and I yeah. was really influenced by you know sci-fi or fantasy and talking yeah. about going to other worlds and kind of imagining that it feels like it was sort of a way to transport yourself a little bit absolutely 100% and I think uh, in the end like that that wasn't enough like the record the, the a side of the record like is much more in that vein and then the B side of the record is more about coming, coming back to reality and like what you find, what you find there and what you struggle with after like having gone through this like more grandiose process of like deconstructing and reconstructing and find like, quote unquote, like finding yourself or um, finding elements of like truth that you really can hold on to like what happens after that is like, is really interesting and it's really messy and, um, and it can be really painful, but also I think is really beautiful. And so I tried to capture like all of that in, in the span of these 10 songs. Was it a cathartic experience for you? Or Definitely. Like yeah, I think like first and foremost, it was as like a piece of writing, it was cathartic. Um, yeah. What is the title referred to? Tethers. Um, I mean, I want to. I guess I want to leave some of that. I, I'm telling. I'm really giving like I'm giving it all away right now. But um, I mean, I, so, some of the stuff on the record, like I don't. I really feel like the meaning is like I have one interpretation of it, but I don't. I don't know if that's the only thing that it means. Um, but tethers. To me, it's about attachment and um, and like a but it's like about attachment in a very like multi valent way, like multi like attachment to idea and like definitely attachment to people, mm -hmm. um, but also like attachment to ideas and um, attachment to like ideas of yourself and. In the end, I think like one of the things about the record is it's a character that's trying to like break free and sort of trying to be, be, perhaps become like untethered or is becoming untethered. Like mm -hmm. there's like a lot of like abyss imagery and stuff. But in the end, like you don't, it's not possible if you're alive to be like fully removed from your attachments. And so, I think like the record is about coming to peace with how you find, you know, a way of being that suits you in the real world, which is, which is messy and full of attachments and full of things that you have to sort of contend with without like just slashing everything up. And if you, if you're feeling, if you're feeling, um, you, you just, you can't fully transcend that stuff in my experience. And so it's about kind of coming to terms with that. I had a question in my head. Hold on. Oh, I, I, first of all, I can totally understand maybe wanting to keep some mystery to the album or also let people make their own meaning out of what they're hearing and feeling from the album. Um, and that, I mean, that was a really great description of what the album means to you and, and where it came from. And sort of thematically, what about, how would you describe the sound? that you were that it you were trying to go for and slash it ended up being 
Yeah. Um, I think like at the same time that I was like, had all like was writing these songs, something in some ways like independent was happening musically for me and that I was learning how to write like things that were just more engaging to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I had gotten a little bit stuck in, stuck in some musical habits that are maybe like hard and not that interesting to describe, but I was like unlocking like ways to just like lean into grooving harder and mm -hmm. like not being afraid of hooks. Um, <laughs> and like, like I think like, like at my worst, like some of my older songs are like trying to be hard to listen to, not in like an aggressive way, but in a sort of like long winded, boring way. And I don't want to undersell like I'm proud of that stuff too. And I think I think I, I'm really I'm proud of everything that I put out, I I think. But I think an area of growth for me for a long time was like um making things like actually engaging and not just like trusting that if I'm if I feel something authentically then someone else will. Oh, you know, I like yeah. I I actually was like allowing myself to be a little bit more like have the listener in mind uh -huh. and like and not really a specific listener not like a specific audience as much as just like someone who is unfamiliar with this like mm -hmm. can this can this like hook them as i'm making music for it to be listened to and um and then that made it's like does this actually interest me do i like want am i open to like spending two years with this record you know because every every time you make a record it's like it takes months and months to make and then you like you play it for a long time and yeah. it's at least two years that it's like the foremost thing in your life if, if it's like at all like a sort of traditional album cycle so i don't know i i so i wanted it to feel really alive and the we were we were rehearsing a lot more too uh -huh. um we gotten um we just like set set a schedule for the to like have this record be done and um and then we were rehearsing like seven hours a week which was uh -huh. a lot for us uh, a couple couple times a week for like from like a september to mid-december when we recorded the the full band stuff and so that allowed us to like really experiment a lot yeah. and um it, it became like i mean i i wrote the songs but they were fleshed out over and over again in rehearsals and then tweaked and um it was it's like it was a, a collaborative process um even if like i was sort of making making the decisions in the end like uh -huh. it was this like it was always in conversation with the band um and so that yeah i think that i think that like fe it feels cohesive i think as a as a sort of ensemble record uh -huh. to me um, how do you, what is that process of kind of working something out with the band and then do you record it? Do you go back and listen to it? Do you make decisions in the moment? How do you, how do you work out it's all, evolution? It's all of that stuff. It's all of that stuff. It's like, um, a big part of like why I, I wanted to push us to rehearse a lot was that like, it was pushing me to write a lot and to mm -hmm. have new, new ideas ready to go. Um, I think like. And then, and, and, and have some, yeah, have something to work on each time, have somewhere mm -hmm. to like push forward. Um, 
And so I'd bring something new to the band. Maybe it's a song we'd worked on before, but I like added something or changed something or whatever it was. Um, and then we'd record it on just on an iPhone, like in the middle of the room. Um, and we listened to it and if it was good, I would, and we, I would like send it out to the band and, or, or one of my bandmates would record it and send it out. And, and, and then like I'd sit with it and I'd listen to it and usually I'd have like, I'd really concentrate and think about like where this sat. And then we'd almost always have something from, from that to work on going forward. Yeah. Um, but like, and then at, during the rehearsal itself, like my bandmates were very vocal about their opinions a lot of the time. So uh -huh. like, <laughs> so, which, which is good. Like I, I, we've been, we've been playing together as a, we've been playing together as a four piece since like 2016. Uh -huh. um, we added a fifth member to those rehearsals and, and to like during that past, during that year um, to play lap steel. Um, so we were very comfortable with each other and um, yeah, it was like, it was like this conversation and nobody was too precious about anything. Mm -hmm. And um, it was cool. It was, it, I think I'll, I remember feeling during that time that I would look back on it and be like, you're going to think this is awesome. Cause this like, this doesn't happen all the time. Um, and then what this pandemic. What does um, happen all the time? This process of like being able to really consistently get together with a group of people and hash out your songs and have them be receptive to them and have like have this energy about it and have this like um, momentum going forward. Um, all of all of that stuff, like it's it's a rare it's a rare thing when like when things click when that many things click uh -huh. people come, willing to be coming together consistently people being available um there being sort of like a timeline for a project yeah um you know there's not a lot of money like involved <laughs> in this yeah. in this stuff at least not right now or ever in indian music <laughs> uh -huh. you know um so it's it's hard to hold everything together. People have jobs. People have like other things pulling in the different directions. And I just felt really grateful that we had those several months. And up to the point where I was like, I booked a tour in February. I booked a tour in late March of 2021 to try to like, everything was feeling so good. I was like, we got to get this music in front of people. Like mm -hmm. even if the, the record's, you know, months away from being done, like, I just want, I was like worried that someone was going to like move away or yeah. something. And um, of course, like the world, the world collapsed. So we, we got one of those tours under our belt, but the sec, the, the March tour was, was uh, the week of the first week of lockdown. Uh, do you, I want to ask about, I'm going to put a question to the side for a second. So, I'm curious, you know, while you're working with a group of people and do you ever feel any, um, is there any sort of struggle or frustration you battle as you're developing an album? Like in any direction or like and, with you know, a group of thinking, people? 
I mean, I'm thinking of my own experience sometimes where I, <clears throat> I, I really have to remind myself that it can go slower than I want it to go. It, uh, always, it always goes slower than I want it to go. I mean, like, like speaking to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, with like, yeah. I'm always like, I'm eager to, I'm eager to get to the next stage. Yeah. I, and I set deadlines because I need deadlines to like get anything done. But then I get like, you know, th it's always hard to meet any deadline. And, and yes, there's definitely frustration. But and, and like self-imposed pressure to uh -huh. get things done and um, that can lead to like stress. Um, and, but for this record more than anything else I'd made, like there was, I was operating with this like feeling like I'm gonna be making records after this. This isn't like the record that has to like change everything or like make the ultimate statement or something. And like, that was my like motto for 2020 was make stuff 2020. And it was just like, I'm gonna go into this year and like, just keep making stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was a really healthy mindset for me to be in during that time. And in some ways, like after the pandemic happened, it was like, I was focusing on recording this and like perfecting it. Um, it was hard to keep that in mind because I, I couldn't play with other people. Like we couldn't play shows. Like all the sort of like steam that you blow off, or the kind of like creative needs you get fulfilled by doing, by just like being with other people, mm -hmm. making things, was was generally unavailable, and that made it like really hard not to sort of overdetermine this process and like make it about more than than it was. Um, and so I think I like that was helpful to focus so much on it. Cause it, like I said, like I learned things about my voice and I learned things about like how, how I want to communicate as a songwriter. But um, I think right now I'm experiencing a thing where it's like, I'm, I'm really trying to like figure out what's next, like in a, in a really, like in a creative way. Um, and I'm only like just in the past, like, week or so like starting to feel like a sense of confidence again as a songwriter um i really like i, f I finished like one song in 2020 and mm -hmm. that song went on the record so um that there's just one song in the middle of it that that doesn't have a full band on it and mm -hmm. so um i feel like i'm sort of starting starting fresh and i think that's i'm sure a lot i know that a lot of people are feeling that way um, trying to figure out, sort of recreate or, or restructure themselves a little bit creatively. Um, you think that's due to having released an album and that group of songs sort of being complete or the pandemic interrupting your momentum or? I think it's all of the above. I, um, I think it's been really hard to take in the last year and process it. Mm -hmm. Um, we're still in it we're still in it and like we're and it's and it's changing really fast I got my second vaccine less than a week ago and mm -hmm. was having a conversation with a friend who just got their their first vaccine and talking about like 
they live in New York and talking about visiting. And it's like, oh, actually, like, we could plan, we could plan something, like, yeah. without, without it being this, like, huge ordeal. Like, we could, like, you could, like, come to Chicago for, like, a few days and then go home. Yeah. And, and that, just, like, that, like, radical shift of, like, what's possible is also, like, I don't know. I, I, I find it, like, I need a lot of, like, peace around me, I think, to, like, write. Uh-huh. Maybe I need some, like, negative or conflicting emotions, too, like, some tension. But, like, I need, like, I need to feel like everything else is all set. Like, I don't have any emails to write or... Uh-huh. I can't... It's hard for me to procrastinate with songwriting. I can procrastinate with other things. But, um, and so right now with everything, like, kind of, like, so unsteady in a in a positive way like it's it is a little hard to like concentrate again um yeah but but i'm starting to and that feels good how did you so you released your album what was the actual release date march 26th so a week ago friday so I'm curious, you know, how the choice of that date was made and it being in the pandemic, how that has felt to you to release an album while we're where we are. Yeah, that's a really good question. I've been thinking about that too. I, um, we made the choice like in, in probably in August or September. Mm-hmm. Um, working, you know, we hired a, I hired a publicist for it. I'm working with two record labels, one of which is like basically just me and two friends uh-huh. called Ruination Record Company. And, but we're trying to do it right. Like, even though it's, it's not, it is like artist run and it's, it's just quote unquote, just us. Like, I, oh, and, and also we're working with this, with this other label, which is also comprised of friends and is artist run called whatever's clever. And so it's like, it, it feels like just a group of people that's just, you know, friends and like trying to just like pump each other up and put out some music, but also like the process takes a long time. Like we hired a publicist and you have to reserve that person's time like many months out. Mm -hmm. Um, We like these labels, like both ours and whatever's clever, like have other releases that they have to plan for. And you got to figure out like what's, what else is going on and um and you have like a you have a build-up we decided to do like a three single like three month rollout of the record and so like uh and you can't really do that over the holidays it's or you can't you could you can do anything you want but we didn't want that rollout to happen over the holidays and it's just like okay like looks like late march is sort of about as early as we can do it. And in last September, like, we didn't know if yeah. the vaccines were gonna be rolling out this fast. And things yeah. have actually like changed faster than we expected. And my approach at that time was like, I don't wanna wait. Mm-hmm. I wanna get this, I feel like this music needs to get out for us. And like, I'd rather like spend the year, release a record into a weird world and then like have it and, and be able to share it with people as we like enter into uh-huh. you know, the next phase. And, and I think I stand by that decision. Like right now it feels like, mm, I kind of wish we waited till like July, you know, and maybe like we could have some kind of outdoor release show and like all of our friends would have their vaccines and things like that. Um, we still could. 
we are we are, we absolutely still could we absolutely still could um and so it, it was just impossible to know how fast things were going to yeah. go so we just wanted to do it as quickly as we as we could in a, in a but do it the right way so here we are so i'm curious i mean you when we had touched base before you had said something about you know your your hopes and expectations for the album and you know how that has felt as as the singles have come out and the album has been released and you had mentioned sort of not having the person-to-person contact at a show or the affirmations that you might get in other ways and i i wondered if you could talk about that experience a little bit so wait so just talking about releasing it into a world where where we don't where we don't see each other in person that's the it's yeah that but also kind of how that ties in with what your hopes and expectations for the album are yeah um i think it's the answer to that question is still like playing out every day like i to be honest like it's been it's been hard because positive affirmation online even in text messages like is different than when someone like sees you play or like you talk to someone you're with a group of other musicians Mm -hmm. whatever like that exchange of like positivity or affirmation or just like recognition that like what you do like exists for someone else Mm -hmm. um all that stuff happening like being mediated by digital communication just makes it harder to connect to for me and and so um or like harder to like it's more the feeling of it is more fleeting like the positive feeling yeah um and i don't know exactly how to explain that you know um some of it has to do with like if it's on social media no matter what you do on social media if you're like if you're an artist or someone that like has is like promoting an uh, an identity as an artist that mm-hmm. like then every interaction you make online has this double edge to it it's like both um authentically in solidarity with your other with your friends and everything but it's also like putting your name out in the world that other people can see and being present and like social media just has this and that's not like totally not true for in-person stuff too but because like there isn't body language and all the nuance of of interper- of like being in person mm-hmm. it's like it just feels more or it can be feel seem more performative and not that i'm like actively doubting people it's just that it doesn't it doesn't linger it doesn't like sit as deeply it yeah. and it it takes like it takes a lot to like feel set for me to feel satisfied right now for some reason you know like this this record is doing is like people are really enjoying listening to it and that feels so good and yet like it's hard when without playing shows without that like really visceral feeling Mm -hmm. like it just something feels like unsatisfied um and so i really hope that like hey like i think i like i just need to like take a few deep breaths and like you know 
be patient again. But also, like, we're artists, and we, and for me, like, performance is such a huge part of who I am. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just am I'm really ready to do that. And I think until that happens, it's gonna, there's going to be some feeling of, like, of under, of something needing to be nourished that, that isn't. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was really well said. Um, and I, I really like what you said about this sort of, feels more kind of fleeting, the social media yeah. action rather than, um, I, can, I can definitely relate to that. Uh, and I, I mean, I think that it was well articulated and I hadn't really thought of it in that way. Um, what, here's a question for you. What would, you know, you're talking about um, feeling ready to move, you know, to sort of change the balance of your life and work and music and how all that looks and kind of move more fully into um, kind of independent music, I hear, whether it's your music or working with other people. And, you know, I'm, I'm wondering what would, what would success look like to you as a musician? How would you know that I feel good about what I'm doing or what I've done? What, what would need to be happening or in place? It's, that's such a good question. And it's a question that, like, I do try to ask myself a lot and like articulate in a concrete way, but it, it like, it does change over time. And I mean, like success, success in like the way of becoming more of like a full-time uh, working musician outside of teaching um, would just being able to get like a livable wage financially. Yeah. That would be like a first area of success. And, um, and play, playing music that like moves me Mm -hmm. and um, having a sense of, like, creativity and control. And, like, I don't – I've never aspired to be, like, uh, a hired gun that, like, is really just doing whatever someone is asking mm -hmm. of me. And, I like, I didn't go to – like, I minored in music at liberal arts college, but I, I didn't, like um, – I, I would rather do other things than just play, like – pop charts or things like that. So there's definitely like a, I want to be really creatively engaged and involved in the, in, in the process. And I want people to respect what I do. Those, those are, so some, some level of financial security, a sense of like creative freedom and a sense of respect for my, uh, for my peers. Those are like three, the three prongs of like what I feel like is success means to me. Um, and how those actually like look or like what is enough within each of those is like much more, I think, elusive and is important maybe to flesh out. That um, was my next question is, you know, yeah. I mean, I think people like, like we said, I, I respect oh. you, I respect you, you got people <laughs> respecting you, you you've, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you've got mad respect. It's, no, it, oh, maybe, <laughs> um, no, I feel, I feel that respect and it like, it's amazing. It's been amazing to release this, this album and, and sort of, um, n none of the other music that I put out has been like as, as heard, as felt, as uh -huh. deeply. And that has felt really, really good. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like I've, this, this has been really successful. 
in that way. Um, like, you know, but, and it's, it's hard to be like, well, to think about like what hasn't happened yet, like what, who hasn't written about it or, or whatever. It can be hard not to get attached to those things. And I think that's like, that's something that I'm working on is trying not to like measure my success based on those external things that I can't control, but more like, um, no, like, you know, make something that, that, that affects people and be, feel really good about, about that. You got a lot of, a lot of hearts when you were talking just then. I don't know if you saw them, but. Oh, I can't see them. No. You can't see so, them? Oh, uh, well you did. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's a question. Well, okay. Would there be some, something that could happen like someone might say if i were in this publication i would be like yes like i really hit hit something this time that you know felt really good or would there be some sort of marker do you have you know you kind of refer to some specific things and i wonder if you have right, something right. specific in mind if you're comfortable sharing well it's the fucking pitchfork thing you know? <laughs> like everyone's Everyone's after that pitchfork of you. No, it, it's not, it's really not just that, though that like is something I've had so many conversations about um, with people, you know, and, and maybe it's like, it's partly like we all grew up in the 2000s when like maybe pitchfork was something else uh -huh. than it is now. Um, yeah, damn. <laughs> that love hate relationship you can have with pitchfork. Yeah, yeah, I mean like, and that that's definitely not it's definitely not the only thing that I'm talking about um, um, but the press game the press game is really it's really mysterious uh -huh. it's it's um and, and actually I feel uncomfortable talking about it because I feel like it's like it's something that I didn't realize I would be so attached to releasing like releasing music that got more um more press than anything I'd ever had before um, with the singles and to get a little bit less press around the album so far has been like, yeah, it's been, it's been a weird experience because I had this like, expectation that I'd be able to like share more, share what this like one journalist at, at some national publication might like have to say. And that would be this like glorious way that I could show all my non-musician friends that like what I do is legitimate and like, um, for some reason, like that really does seem to like happen when you get press um, in some way. And not that I even like, you know, am so attached to that, but mm -hmm. I just got, I got attached to this notion a little bit. And I think it's really healthy for me to like not have all that satisfied at once because okay. um, A, like, this isn't my first time being like having some level of disappointment. It's in fact, like, by far the most successful release that I've had before. And so like contending with those new expectations is like, it's new. It's just, it's this like, and it's we're still, um, still talking like pretty modestly here, but you know, I just, I've made something that really resonates with people. And so now I'm like, well, like what, what else could happen? You know, like, yeah. all, you know, it's just, and it's hard not to, not to get disappointed when your wildest dreams don't come true right away. And when it's all online and there's no, um, there's no, sh again, there's no show. I mean, like everything just gets amplified, I think. Yeah. Um, 
and and music for me has always been about playing music and the past few months of like you know putting out a record is like it's a different kind of game mm-hmm. that isn't playing music and i like i like that and i like um i like a lot of aspects of it i like being a part of a music community that like where people really raise each other up um and i like getting affirmation online i like when people like share my post and like my record online too yeah. definitely get pleasure out of that but like that stuff again it's fleeting and it keeps you coming back for more and it in some ways like pulls you away from some of this if you do too much um or you you get sucked into that world like it can i think it can take away some of the joy that and the sort of like spirit of what you made at least i'm saying you but i'm talking about me yeah um but but i've seen it you know i i've talked to so many people about this dynamic and yeah um, so yeah, I'm, I'm like, sometimes at the end of the day, my brain feels like mush cause I've been online all day. Yeah. Um, and I'm both like, I'm both like connecting with people that I care about and really, and I'm saying things that are fun and making jokes and like having a good time. Mm-hmm. And I'm also like waiting for something to drop maybe. And I'm like, like scrolling for for who knows what and then at the end of the day it's like i didn't really make anything you know i didn't like and that feels really different than um when you like go and play a show and you in that way you're promoting yourself and you're like putting your work out there and you're talking to your friends but you like you did something really concrete that day yeah yeah you know even though i mean you you said that that was sort of uncomfortable to talk about, but I really appreciate that you did. I mean, that you really can't, because I think a lot of musicians struggle with that, those same feelings. Yeah, I, I, I know, I, and I, right, they, they definitely do. And, and a few of them that I've talked to a lot have commented on this, uh, <laughs> on this thread here, but um, yeah, it's, the music industry has never been friendly to artists. Um, and I'm not saying that like music journalism is necessarily even the worst. I'm not even really attacking music journalism. Um, the music journalists that I like hope to get attention from are people that are for the most part, like amazing people. Those are the people I'm rooting for in the music industry, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but the, like the whole system is set up to like put a lot of prestige on a, on a, on a small number of um, companies or a small number of platforms. And that's designed to make you feel bad and want to, you want to suck up to it. Um, so the, the, the negative feelings are, are, are no accident. Well, I, I want to, I'm, aware of the time right now because Instagram sort of uh, as far as I remember it, it ends the, the stream after an hour so we're almost there um, but I want to make sure I mean I I really like the album it was I, I told you I was listening to it in the afternoon it was kind of the perfect mood I agree I think it's you know, you're talking about it feeling sort of accessible and it was just very easy to listen to. Um, I really enjoyed it. And where can people 
where can people go find your music, support your music, buy your album? People can buy the album in LP, CD, or cassette format on Bandcamp at uh -huh. modernmoon.bandcamp.com. You can stream it on all the, all the streaming apps. Uh, just search Minor Moon. It'll come right up. The album's called Tethers. Um, share it with your friends. And um, it's an album that's meant to be listened to kind of, you know, you can pick apart song by song, but it's really like, it's a whole album. Uh -huh. So I, I encourage people to listen to it that way. Thank you very much for being on the show and for, I mean, I really enjoyed this conversation and hearing your Me passion, too. very thoughtful and it was really great to just, just see you also. Thanks, Jessica. It was great to see you too. I know we've been in, in communication with, with the, um, with the flyers and stuff. It's been, it's great to see you. I want to make sure this, can you see the comments? I can. Yeah. And I can see the hearts too. I, I just wasn't looking at them. Yeah. Okay. Thing. That's my fear. So, I just want to, this won't last uh, when the video goes on my uh, channel, so I'll read it aloud. Um, Emily Jane Power says, the record is beautiful, Sam. It's such a joy to unplug and listen. EJP. So, well, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I'm going to be back next week. And I, I do have a new uh, basic website, musictherapypodcast.com. So I'll keep you guys up to date with upcoming uh, guests and events and I've got some some new stuff in the works so I'll be sharing that soon thank you again Sam minor moon and thank you Jessica uh, thank you guys it's so great to come be with you in this space and uh, we'll be back bye